PTC Media, bringing quality scouting podcasts to packs, troops, and crews. Find us on the web at ptcmedia.net. Yo, dude! Welcome to Around the Scouting Campfire, a podcast brought to you by the Scouting Dudes at Melrose Scouting Productions. This podcast features me, Buttons, the Radical Boy Scout. Like, dude, I am your host. Isn't that awesome? This podcast is for everyone who enjoys scouting, from the little cubbing dudes to the older dudes and dudettes who lead our packs and troops. So, like, what do you say, dude? Let's get started! Episode 6 Hello, and welcome to Episode 6 of Around the Scouting Campfire. I am Scoutmaster Steve, and with me is... Buttons, the Radical Boy Scout! How are you doing today, Buttons? Awesome, dude! Like, excellent even. But dude, I am a little nervous about tonight. Why is that? Do you have a date? Yeah, dude. A date for my Scoutmaster conference. I am ready to be a Star Scout. Good job, Buttons. Why don't you tell our listeners what merit badges you've earned for your Star rank? Alright, dude. For the Eagle Requireds, I have earned the camping, family life, first aid, and hiking merit badges. Why did you choose those awards? Why, dude, is it not obvious? When the family goes on a hike, on a weekend camping trip, and a dude gets hurt, I can now give them first aid. Oh, I see. And what were your two optional merit badges? Why, those would be mammal study and dog care. After all, dude, I have Bones and Dragon to take care of. That's true. I know they can be a handful. What was your leadership position for the star rank? Troop Scribe! Like, dude, it was quite a challenge. Why was that, Buttons? Because, like, dude, it is hard writing fast enough to write down everything that is said during a patrol leader council meeting. I finally started to record the meetings so I could type it all later. Type it all later? Buttons, you don't have to write down every word. Only the main points of the meeting and the decisions that are made. Really, dude? Whoa! That would make the job a lot less stressful and a lot easier on my keyboard. So the buttons on Buttons' keyboard are wearing out? Yeah, dude. Like, totally. Well, I wish you good luck at your conference tonight. But I know you will do an excellent job. Excellent and awesome, dude. That is the only way for a Radical Boy Scout to perform. Are you ready to begin the show? Always, dude. Let us begin another totally gnarly show. Well, knowing that Buttons has a Scoutmaster Conference tonight, maybe a good topic for today's show would be to discuss the Scoutmaster Conference. Um, let me go back a little bit to an article I wrote for the Scoutmaster's blog. Oh, gee whiz, this is almost three years ago already. I wrote a little bit about the Scoutmaster Conference and what I do during a Scoutmaster Conference when I'm working with a Scout. Here's what I wrote at that time. 
there seems to be a lot of conversation in some circles about what this should actually be about and what it should include. The BSA books seem to be a little vague about it and only give a few general thoughts on the subject. Some new Boy Scout leaders seem to be confused when it comes time to have a conference with a boy. I have been doing the Scoutmaster Conference for nearly 28 years, and right now I'd like to share a few things about what I do during a conference. You may agree with some of these things, and you may disagree with a few others. The way I do it works for me, and it has worked for the Scouts who have done a conference with me. It helps them to think about some of the things, and helps them to prepare for their border reviews. My assistant Scoutmaster usually does the tenderfoot through first class Scouts, while I take care of the Star Life and Eagle candidates. Okay, before I begin, here are a couple of points that I want you to keep in mind. A Scoutmaster conference can be held at any time a Boy Scout needs one, not only when he is finishing a rank. The points I list here are my points for this conference requirement for the ranks. Another requirement for any rank is show Scout spirit. I take time during the Scoutmaster conference to cover this requirement also. When I do a conference with a Boy Scout, I try to get the Scout to discuss 10 points, and sometimes, actually many times, he will have something to say. It is our job as Scoutmasters to encourage that dialogue and try to keep our mouths shut while he is talking. Listen to him and then guide him. That being said, here we go. The first two points of my conference are actually five things. The Scout should know the Scout Oath, the Scout Law, the motto, the slogan, and the outdoor code. He should be able to recite them. He should know what they mean and be able to explain to me what they mean. I will ask him what two parts of the Scout Law he finds the most difficult to follow and which ones he finds to be the easiest to do. What did he do for a good turn during the day? What should he be prepared for? Then we will look at his attendance at meetings and his participation on troop outings. Our troop recommends that a scout attends two-thirds of troop meetings and at least half of the outings. If he has a great attendance record, I compliment him. If he is lacking, then we discuss why he has not been attending and what he will do about it. Each rank does have a participation requirement, after all. A scout is thrifty. Are his dues up to date? Has he participated in troop fundraisers? Does he do his duty to the troop by doing his best when the troop has a fundraiser? Or does he sit back and let the other guys do the work? Raising money for the troop is the tr whole troop's responsibility, not just the job of a few. The fourth thing we'll go over is his attitude, and does he set a good example? Does he like being in Scouts? If not, then why is he a member? Does he set a good example for the other boys in the troop? Or is he a Scout who needs to work on that area? Older boys should set good examples for younger Scouts, but younger Scouts can also do the same for older boys. The fifth point is about his uniform. Is his uniform up to date? I often have the uniform checklist and conduct a quick inspection. I ask him to correct the incorrect things on his uniform before he tends his board to review. Our troop does not expect a boy to be full uniform from head to toe. However, we do expect him to pass inspection with a score of 75 out of 100 or higher. This includes the uniform shirt, the patches on his shirt, his neckwear, and a scout belt. Service to others is an important part of the Boy Scout program. Has he participated in troop service and community projects? Has he done service outside of scouting to help the community? 
Did he just do his hours of service as required by the rank, or did he continue serving in other ways? We will check his advancement progress. How long has it been since he finished his last rank? If it has been quite a while, we will discuss the reasons for it. Has he taken advantage of advancement opportunities when he has had the chance? We will also review the requirements for his next rank and check how far along he is on that trail. Leadership is another point that we check over. It's a very important requirement of the last three Boy Scout ranks. We look back and see how his leadership has been. I ask him how he thinks he has done. How can he improve? What did he do in his last troop office? Does he think he completed the tasks of his requirements? Does he think he completed the tasks of that office? Did he do them well? What other leadership responsibilities does he have in the troop? The final point we cover is setting goals. When does he plan to attain his next rank? What smaller goals are needed to meet the larger goal? Were his previous goals met on time? If not, then why weren't they? Does he have any goals outside of scouting? Can scouting help him achieve those goals? Of course, like many conversations, we get sidetracked a lot during the Scoutmaster Conference. I don't see a problem with that. It gives the Scout and the Scoutmaster a chance to get to know each other a little better, and maybe share some points of interest. After a few minutes, I try to guide the conversation back to the things we need to discuss. Well, that pretty much sums it up. I hope this gives you some ideas on how to conduct your own Scoutmaster Conferences. Here's a little story that I read in a local newspaper that I thought you might get a kick out of. It's called, Praise the Lord. There was a little old lady who would come out every morning on the steps of her porch, raise her arms to the sky, and shout, Praise the Lord! Well, one day an atheist moved into the house next door. Over time, he became irritated at the little old lady. So every morning he would step out onto the porch and yell after her, There is no Lord! Time passes, with the two of them carrying on this every day. Then one morning, in the middle of winter, the little old lady stepped onto her front porch and shouted, Praise the Lord! Lord, I have no food, and I am starving! Please provide for me, O Lord! The next morning, she stepped onto her porch, and there were two huge bags of groceries sitting there. Praise the Lord, she cried. He has provided groceries for me. The atheist jumped out of the hedges and shouted, There is no Lord. I bought those groceries. The little old lady threw her arms into the air and shouted, Praise the Lord. He has provided me with groceries, and he made the devil pay for them. Yo, dude, it is me, Buttons, the Radical Boy Scout, and that means it's time for Buttons Corner. Today, I would like to talk to you about 10 nutrition myths that some of us believe in, but shouldn't. Are you ready? Here we go. Myth number one, it is bad to eat between meals. Oh boy, that is false, dude. Dividing calories into three meals, plus two or three snacks, keeps you fueled throughout the day. Myth number two. Fad diets are an effective way to lose weight. False again. They can accomplish quick weight loss, but they can't be maintained. 
Success isn't in the weight loss, but in the ability to maintain it. <laughs> maintain, dudes! That's the whole thing. Myth number three. Eating after 8 p.m. causes weight gain. There's nothing magical about the hour. Eating more than you burn equals stored fat. <laughs> like, dude, I always have a snack before going to bed. And look how skinny I am. Myth number four. All fats are bad. But like, dude, we need fats. They help nutrient absorption, carry fat-soluble vitamins, and make cell membranes watertight. It's the excess fats that contribute to heart disease, cancer, and weight gain. Myth number five. Brown sugar is better than white sugar. False again. Brown sugar is just white granulated sugar with added molasses. Mmm, molasses. Yeah, name one Boy Scout who doesn't like sugar. Myth number six. Dairy products are fattening and should be avoided. Boy, dude, is that false. They are the best source of calcium and a good source of protein. Calcium intake should be spread evenly throughout the day for best absorption. Watch fat contact and daily intake. Myth number seven. As long as you watch your food intake, you don't have to exercise. Oh, dude, that is like totally wrong. Exercise is the best predictor for weight loss maintenance. Myth number eight. Sugar causes diabetes. A diet high in calories, being overweight, and being inactive can lead to diabetes. A 10% weight loss can greatly reduce the risk of diabetes. Myth number nine. Margarine has fewer calories than butter. Whoa, where'd you get this one from, dude? Regular butter and margarine have the same calories, 45 per teaspoon. Butter and stick margarine contribute to increased cholesterol levels. Tub margarine is recommended. And our last one, myth number 10. Energy bars help keep up energy. False, dude. Some bars have a lot of calories and fat and little fiber. Better choices for you would be carbohydrates and protein, such as chocolate milk. Yeah, chocolate milk. Raisins and nuts, cottage cheese and fruit. These top 10 nutrition myths came from Diane, who's a registered dietitian with the Central Minnesota Heart Center at the St. Cloud Hospital here in Central Minnesota. Thanks for putting those together, Diane. Here's something else to keep in mind about food. It's the portion size that you're eating, dudes. For example, when you decide how much to eat, think about the recommended sizes like this. Three ounces of meat equals about the size of a deck of cards. One bagel equals the size of a hockey puck. One ounce of cheese equals about four dice. Two teaspoons of peanut butter equals the size of a ping pong ball. One cup of pasta equals the size of a tennis ball. And one medium potato equals the size of your computer mouse. Oop, gotta go catch it, it's running away. Well, our campfire is dying out and turning to coals, 
And that means it's time for another show to come to an end. That means it's also time for the Scout Leader's Minute. Today's Scout Leader's Minute is taken from the book, Ideas and Stories for the Scoutmaster's Minute, from the Boy Scouts of America, written back in the 1950s. This Scoutmaster Minute is called, The Stuff a Fellow's Made Of. And if you're going to do this one during your troop meeting, it works a lot better if you have a glass of water, a few pebbles, and a piece of carbide. You know, the real difference between us are on the inside, where they can't be seen. Our intelligence, our inner thoughts, our ideals, our dreams. None of these can be seen on the surface. These things show up only in what we do. A scout troop like ours is a lot like this handful of pebbles. They all look pretty much alike. Now when I drop a few of them in this glass of water, nothing happens. Now when I drop in another pebble, the carbide, the water begins to boil up. You see, the first pebbles were lifeless. They didn't go to work, and they didn't change anything around them. But the one with the active ingredient inside went right to work, and see, it keeps right on working. That was the inside difference between pebbles that looked pretty much alike on the outside. That pebble with the active ingredient is like the working scout. He can't help but work in his patrol and in his troop. He's got that inside difference, and he never quits. Guess what, Buttons? What, dude? We have come to the end of another episode of Around the Scouting Campfire. Whoa, really? Is it that time already? Yes, it is. So until next time, be safe, be prepared, and be ready to catch us around the Scouting Campfire. This podcast is brought to you by Melrose Scouting Productions. Show notes for this podcast can be found at melrosetroop68.org slash blog.html. We love to read your emails. You can write to Scoutmaster Steve at stevejb68 at yahoo.com and you can write buttons at buttonst68 at yahoo.com. We encourage you to help us achieve a better standing in the iTunes Music Store by doing a search for Around the Scouting Campfire and rate this podcast. Leave a review if you have an iTunes account. Around the Scouting Campfire is just one of the scouting-based podcasts found at ptcmedia.net. Thanks for listening.